Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, July 22nd, 2019. From the Beantown USA studio, Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. On today's show, we are just trying to get through the heat wave here in New England. Uh, We're almost through it. I think it's supposed to cool down here the next couple days. But watching the Red Sox over the weekend in Baltimore certainly didn't make this heat wave any easier. Uh, The only thing that would make it easier for you is if you went to the beach and stayed in the water the entire time, or you had the air condition blasting in your respective home. But uh, the Red Sox lose two of three in Baltimore, and it was not pretty. I will get in to what the Red Sox now have in front of them after losing two of three to the Orioles because you got the Rays and the Yankees and then the Rays and the Yankees back to back to back to back. And right in the middle of that is the trade deadline on July 31st. So I'll take a look at the standings and uh, we will take a look at these next upcoming series for the Sox, which certainly are big ones. And as NFL training camps open this week, we do have some Patriots news and some NFL news to get after, and some serious news with the Patriots when it comes to injuries and even maybe suspensions. So I'll tell you what those injuries and the news on the suspensions, I'll tell you what that news is, and I'll react to it accordingly. That and more today, all of it presented by DraftKings. Play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, That's promo code PICKP. I see football is almost here, so sign up right now and scratch that fantasy itch before the NFL season officially begins. They have baseball, golf, MMA, even tennis, NASCAR, you name it, DraftKings has it. Let DraftKings take care of your daily fantasy needs right now, and again, you can play for free when you sign up and make your first deposit by using my promo code PICK, P-I-C, that's promo code PICK. P-I-C at DraftKings.com. Hope everybody here in New England stayed cool this weekend during the heat wave. I'm not a big air conditioning guy. You know that? I'm not. I, I Like, people complain about the heat wave, and I guess, you know, when it gets so hot, sometimes that's just your natural reaction to complain about it. But I tell you what, I will take the heat wave. I will take a couple days of 100-degree weather where I have to stay in the water at the beach or I have to blast the AC even though I'm not a big air conditioning guy, I will take those heat wave days over a snowstorm any day of the week. Like, it's not even close, right? You always say to yourself during a big snowstorm, like, let's remember this. Let's remember this cold weather. Let's remember how we go inside to our homes and still cannot get warm. Let's remember just how much the heat bill costs during the winter, right? Just how much you're paying for that heat. Remember this. And the moments in which you're supposed to remember those things, and when we always say it, is this past weekend here in New England, 100 degrees or anywhere between like 96 to 100, right? And they tell you it's 96, but it feels like 105. Whatever the fuck that means. If you're telling me it me if you're telling me it feels like 105, then just tell me it's 105. Why are you telling me it's 96, but it feels like 105? How do you know that? Obviously, it comes up on some type of 
thermometer somewhere, right? <laughs> and um, and a number pops up at 105. So just just tell us it's 105. But uh, it was hot. It was a hot one. And I say I don't like air conditioning because even if it's warm, I will have the window open and I'll have a fan going on me and I'm fine. I could be fine with that. I could be fine with that. But the point of this little rant to open the show is I don't complain too much about heat waves. And even though I am sweating my balls off right now, I mean, I know you hear me complain in studio sometimes that it gets really hot because it does. But but that's that's different. That's that's me just bitter at myself that I can't afford a <laughs> a proper ventilation system in this studio. That That's really what I'm mad about. But, um, and even right now, as I'm recording this show on this Monday morning with the heat wave outside, it's getting really hot in here, and, uh, it gets tough to breathe, but, again, I would, I'll take this, I will take the sweat, the heat, sometimes unbearable heat, I will take all of this over a snowstorm, I will, any day of the week, I, like, if you told me it was never gonna snow again, but we had to live in this every day, I will, I will take this. In return for no snow ever again. I will. I'll take this. But, um, so I wrapped up the heat wave weekend by going to Lowell last night. I went to Lowell to watch Ring of Honor Wrestling, Mass Hysteria. I had to go watch Matt Taven. I have a, another podcast. Go check it out called Take a Bump. It's a weekly wrestling podcast. Uh, Ring of Honor World Champion Matt Taven. It's also on Fight TV. You can watch it. You can watch the show. There's video of the show on Fight TV. So we do a weekly show. I had to go check them out at Mass Hysteria in Lowell. And um, as always, Ring of Honor puts on a great show. So they did a nice job there last night in Lowell. But that's how I wrapped up my weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't, you know, no, no criticisms there. Ring of Honor, they always, they bring it. And, you know, they, they, there's always this argument in wrestling now because of what Seth Rollins tweeted out not too long ago, like who's got the best wrestling in the world, this, that, the other thing. If, if you go to a Ring of Honor event, I think the one thing that jumps out to you is that the wrestling is great. Like the matches are great. And the entertainment is great. And so if you like pro wrestling, if you like the matches, if you want to put a specific company in that conversation for best wrestling in the world, then you should go check out a Ring of Honor show. I highly recommend it. And uh, glad I went last night in Lowell on Sunday night to check out Mass Hysteria. Great event, like I said. But tonight, on Monday night, if you watch WWE, they're going to do a reunion show. So if you're a nostalgic wrestling fan like myself, then this is the type of show for you to watch on TV tonight. A Raw reunion, a Monday Night Raw, or Raw is War, or War Zone, whatever the fuck you want to call it. A reunion in the WWE, which is kind of weird because they did this last year. This was last year was supposed to be their big reunion. But they're saying this is going to be the biggest reunion. Did they do this every year? Uh, Maybe I miss it. I didn't think they did it every year. But this is going to be the big one, and the biggest one yet, they say. So that's something to watch out for if you are a nostalgic wrestling fan. That is tonight on this Monday night, July 22nd. I I think for the most part, I will be tuning into the Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox schedule gets, I could say crazy, but 
I mean, this is what this is what you want, right? You want to be in position to play teams in which you control your own destiny. And right now, the Red Sox being a couple games out of the wild card, the second wild card spot. They're only three games out. As I record this today, three games out of that wild card spot. Uh, they got Tampa Bay in front of them. But the two teams in the wild card, if the playoffs began today, Cleveland would be hosting Oakland in that one game wild card playoff. And so the Red Sox being three games out of that second spot where Oakland currently is, you know, you have Tampa in front of you. And the Yan- I mean, are we looking at the division? Are people looking at the AL East? I'm not really looking at the AL East. But if you did want to check it out, if you if you did want to take a glance, the Yankees are 11 games ahead of the Red Sox. Tampa Bay is in second, nine games behind the Yankees. So the Yankees are nine games ahead of the Rays, 11 games ahead of the Red Sox. You don't need to pay attention to what Toronto and Baltimore are doing. They're both terrible. But, um... The division is, you know, the Red Sox are not going to win the division. But to win the wild card, you know, it would be nice. And so here's what the schedule looks like for the Red Sox. The next 14 games are against Tampa Bay and the Yankees. And right in the middle of it all is the trade deadline on Wednesday, July 31st. The Red Sox will be at home against Tampa on Wednesday, July 31st. But the Red Sox are in Tampa tonight for a three-game series. Then beginning Thursday of this week, they come back home for a four-game series against the Yankees. Then they'll have next Monday off, and they'll stay home for a three-game series against Tampa Bay. Then they'll go to the Bronx to take on the Yankees in a four-game series. And by the time they're done with that second Yankees series, and, and that Yankees series that's in the Bronx, that wraps up on Sunday, August 4th. So between tonight, Monday, July 22nd, and Sunday, August 4th, The Red Sox will play Tampa Bay and New York a combined 14 games. All right? Tampa Bay, New York, Tampa Bay, and then New York again. So, I'm not going to look at the division. I just think that's that's unrealistic. You're 11 games out of that. I I just think it's it's not worth it. Look at the wild card. Look at the wild card. But you got to handle your business against... Against the against the Yankees and the Rays. So in these fourteen games, I think it would be nice to sit here and say, "You'd like to win nine. You'd, that's the number for me. You'd like to win nine. If they win eight, if they go eight and six in these fourteen games against Tampa Bay and New York, I think that you know you'll get to. Uh, you still get at that point. You still get August and September." It's a long season. There's still a lot of baseball play. Don't don't let anybody tell you the, these fourteen games are gonna. You know, they're, they're, it's going to be do or die for the Red Sox. I mean, if they went 500, it's not the end of the world, and they're still going to be in the race for the wild card. They are. Now, if you tell me they win four games, or they win five games in these next 14, then that's going to be a problem. Like, yeah, they could get buried. But they could get buried at any point, really. I mean, if you look back, if the Red Sox lose out on a playoff spot, on a wild card spot, by maybe one or two games... I don't know that you're going to look back at these 14 games against the Rays and the Yankees as much as you'll look back at, I don't know, let's say this past weekend in Baltimore against a terrible Orioles team that's got 31 wins in late July. The Orioles are 31 and 67. You should be going into Baltimore and sweeping the shit out of them. 
Okay? You should. It doesn't help that you have one of your best pitchers making $31 million a year going out and throwing a stinker on Friday night. David Price just... And, and you know, I think it's easy for us to, to, to find a little enjoyment in that. And not to say I was rooting for it or, like, I was, I was not rooting for Baltimore. I'm not rooting for the Red Sox to lose. I'm never rooting against the Red Sox. But if you go back to my rants on Thursday with the Dennis Eckersley stuff and David Price, when it comes to that beef between David Price and Dennis Eckersley, there's a little body that finds a little enjoyment in David Price getting lit up in Baltimore against the terrible Orioles team. And it's just like comma. You could call it comma. You could say the baseball gods coming down on David Price. Whatever you want to say. There's a little enjoyment you find in that if you take Dennis Eckersley's side. If you don't take Dennis Eckersley's side, what is it? You either... You either think you're going to get David Price on your show and, and so you're tr- not trying to badmouth him that much or, or, you're, or you're a friend of his, right? I mean, that's, that's, you're a friend of David Price. That's, that's the only way you don't take Dennis Eckersley's side in this latest David Price versus Dennis Eckersley battle because it's ridiculous. David Price, is, is, he sounds ridiculous. I'm sure he, reg- he must regret everything he said the, last Wednesday. In the Red Sox clubhouse when he called out Eck for no reason. It's funny, Dennis Eckersley, you know, I at the time last week when I was going on this rant, and go back and listen to that podcast, because I played to the David Price audio. And I'm not gonna go over it all again today, but I didn't even put two and two together that you know, it was all happening during a week and a weekend in which Dennis Eckersley was in Cooperstown because of the the baseball hall of fame ceremonies were this weekend which were headlined by Mariano Rivera, closing it out, closing out the Hall of Fame ceremonies, getting inducted into Cooperstown. But Dennis Eckersley, a Hall of Famer, he's in Cooperstown. You know, he's, he's shaking hands with everybody. He's taking pictures. He's smiling. He's having a good time with all his friends, former teammates that David Price says. You know, David Price is like, nobody likes him. Meanwhile, Eck is like, okay, I, nobody's even, you know, Nobody's even saying anything bad about David Price, but I'm going to enjoy my time in Cooperstown with my fellow Hall of Famers. And, like, I didn't even put that together, two and two together last week, that the, the Hall of Fame weekend was this weekend and was, the you know, the week of that David Price is going on this rant. And then David Price goes out in Baltimore against one of the worst teams in baseball, and he gets lit up. And he gets lit up. And for the second straight start for David Price, he's letting up home runs early in games. And uh, the Red Sox lose. Now, the Red Sox won on Saturday. And not really because Rick Porcello was anything special, but but because the Red Sox ended up scoring 17 runs. They scored 17 runs. And then on Sunday, they lose 5 nothing because Kashner lets up a couple home runs. It's looking like the Andrew Kashner acquisition is not going to be the thing that saves the Red Sox. I don't know, maybe it's Nathan Avaldi who's been activated and going to be thrown in the bullpen. But, I mean, if you can't get to him, what's the point of Nathan Avaldi in the bullpen, right? So, with the trade deadline coming up, I'm going to continue to, to, to pound the message home that the Red Sox need a starting pitcher. You can never have too much starting pitching. That's been proven as a fact in Major League Baseball. You can never have too much of it. You could talk about the bullpen all you want, and and it definitely is an issue with the Red Sox. But, I mean, it's not that much of an issue if you start and pitching sucks because it's a non-factor. 
you want to have dominant start and pitching more than anything. It's nice to see Chris Sale get a win at Fenway again, finally, late last week. Um, but, you know, David Price needs to be better than he was Friday night. It's There's a little enjoyment you take in that because of the Eckersley stuff. There is. There is. And, and then a Dan Shaughnessy column. Just one more thought on Eck. Dan Shaughnessy wrote a column over the weekend. And... There was a quote from Eck, which was just beautiful. It was a beautiful quote. Um, here it is. Eck talks, was asked about David Price, and I'm assuming Dan Shaughnessy asked him this question. <laughs> and Eck said, quote, He's my new Kirk Gibson. Everywhere I go, people are asking me about David Price, telling me what he said about me. For years, I carried the Gibson thing around. Everyone was dropping a Gibson on me. Now I got this. I don't get it. End quote. <laughs> and you can just hear Eck. You can hear his voice going, everyone was dropping a Gibson on me, right? And uh, you know how that relationship, you know, played out. And, and I mean, I don't know that the David Price, Eckersley relationship is going to play out like that. Um, but everybody's asking Eck about David Price. And he's, never, he's not saying anything bad about David Price, but yet David Price wants to come down on Dennis Eckersley. And, well, the baseball gods came down on David Price Friday night, it looks like, in Baltimore. But if I had a, a you know, something a wish I could ask of the baseball gods moving forward, can you take it easy on David Price? Okay? Take it easy on him. Because the Red Sox are going to need him here moving forward. And if they don't get it from him, they better go out and get some type of starting pitcher here in the next week, week and a half before the trade deadline on July 31st. So a big couple series for the Red Sox against Tampa Bay and New York. I will be watching that, and I will react to whatever happens, um, at least in the Tampa Bay series, which will be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Tampa Bay. I'll react to that on Thursday morning on this show. But uh, what else do we got going on? Well, it's a, I mean, it's a big week in the NFL, and... If you like to rush the summer away, you're all in on NFL training camp. I do not like to rush the summer away. I enjoy the summertime more than any point in time on the calendar. Um, So sometimes football talk too early can be too much. But if there is news to go along with news that NFL training camp's open, then I got to get to it. I am sitting here right now with my 2019 New England Patriots schedule in front of me, and I can't help but look that look at the fact that the Patriots have their first preseason game on Thursday, August 8th, uh, two weeks from this Thursday. But the first preseason game in the NFL is going to be one week from this Thursday. It's next Thursday. It's Denver versus Atlanta in the Hall of Fame game. And again, that's a week from this Thursday. The Patriots open training camp this Thursday. So training camps in the NFL open this week. Um, And like I said, the first preseason game is going to be in Detroit two weeks from the day they open training camp. Again, this Thursday at Gillette Stadium. You got football talk. You got Madden 20 coming out. And by the way, I will be getting a few early copies of Madden 20, the video game, to be given away. So uh, make sure you pay attention to what I have to say about that on social media, on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard for more information. I'll be giving away some copies of Madden 20 
uh, for sure for PlayStation and Xbox, so pay attention to that. But the Patriots news that I have to get to, which is why the NFL talk this soon, uh, this early, isn't too much because it's things we need to get to. Julian Edelman has a thumb injury. He had a brace on his left thumb at his youth camp over the weekend, and ESPN is reporting that he's going to miss three weeks with this thumb injury. Now, that's a big deal because he's a receiver, and obviously you cannot catch footballs from Tom Brady if you have a thumb injury. Now, according to the report for ESPN, it is unclear as to whether or not this is a sprain or a, or a broken thumb. They don't know. They just know he had a brace. We know the Patriots are not going to get into the dirty details, right? So somebody's going to have to dig that up, and I think that might be pretty tough to do. But uh, Julian Edelman had a brace on his left thumb at youth camp, so the Patriots offense, they have no Rob Gronkowski, at least to begin the season, because he is currently retired, and I put the finger quotes up. Can't see me, but I'm going to tell you I'm doing it. Finger quotes. He's Gronk is retired. I gave you my percentage last week after the report from Mike Florio that Gronk was going to be, uh, uh, there's a 40% chance, according to a source, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk told us that according to a source close to Gronk, there's a 40% chance that Gronk unretires. And I laughed at that percentage because my percentage, my own personal percentage that I put on a Gronk unretirement is 110 <laughs> he's 110% unretiring. It's going to happen. And in fact, the more that we see Patriots receivers going down with injuries, I think the more that Drew Rosenhaus and the Gronkowski camp sit back and go, oh, we got even more leverage now. Oh, Edelman's hurt? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's Sony Michelle and, and Demarius Thomas are on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. Oh, look at the things that we can negotiate now. We have even more leverage. I think that's how they look at it. I don't think they're rooting for injury. But certainly when these things do pop up, I, I don't think they look at it as a bad thing from a negotiation standpoint in the Gronkowski camp. But, um, yeah, the Patriots offense, they're reeling right now. Sony Michelle, Demarius Thomas on the pup list. We're talking about Josh Gordon still suspended. I don't know. Have we heard anything on that? I mean, we're, we're talking about NFL suspensions or at least guys not getting suspended in the news on that. And this is big news because it could ultimately affect what the NFL's decision is on Josh Gordon. At least you would think it would have some type of effect on that. And, and I'll get to that effect in a second. But the news on, on Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs is that he will not be suspended by the NFL. The NFL came out late last week over the weekend. They said they will not be suspending Tyreek Hill because they could not prove that he violated the league's personal conduct policy. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs basically said he could not, you know, it was almost an in-house, we call it an unofficial suspension. Like, they just said you can't take part in any team activities with this thing, with this investigation ongoing. Why? Because it looks terrible. And what looked terrible and sounded terrible was there was audio of Tyreek Hill. Was it, a phone, was it a phone call? Either way, there was audio of him talking to his girlfriend or fiance or whatever she is to him. We'll call her his girlfriend. And he was basically threatening her. 
They were talking about their child's injury, their son's injury, and Tyreek Hill said, and I don't mean to laugh because it's not funny, but it's just when you take into account this audio and then the NFL going, eh, we, no suspension. Like, you have to laugh at the NFL for just being, I, I don't know, corrupt. Like, I, what's the reason the NFL's not suspending Tyreek Hill? Like, what's the reason? Like, what, what's the reason as a league you would suspend a guy who should be a, a who you should be surrounding yourself as a league, and you should be surrounding yourself around Tom Brady a couple of years ago as as the ultimate role model, and instead you suspend him for four games for the air pressure in a football because there was a football that happened to be a little bit lower than twelve point five psi in a playoff game, and. Think about the insanity of that decision compared to the NFL's decision to not suspend Tyreek Hill. This audio of Tyreek Hill literally telling his girlfriend that she should be terrified of him. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not laughing because that's a funny situation. I'm laughing at the NFL for being a league that we will never be able to figure out when it comes to suspensions. We'll never be able to figure it out. So you would think that you see, okay, the NFL has, has spoken out. They are not going to suspend Tyreek Hill, right? They're not going to suspend him. And then you bring it back to the Patriots, and you're like, well, Josh Gordon is currently suspended. Is there any way that Josh Gordon is not going to be suspended? Is there any way, like, when, do we have any timetable on Josh Gordon? Do we? And, you know, we're getting, it's a different situation. It's... Substance abuse. Um, but I don't even know that we have much more detail on that. Like, can the NFL look and say, we're not going to suspend Tyreek Hill, but we're going to keep Josh Gordon's suspension in place. Like, I just think the NFL, like, they need to... They need to lift the Josh Gordon suspension. Like, if you're not going to suspend Tyreek Hill, you have to seriously consider lifting the Josh Gordon suspension. I, I mean, I'm just that just seems to be a, a human reaction to that, right? But I guess the reality of it is, and the unfortunate reality of it is, it is impossible to predict from one suspension to the next how the NFL is going to react. Or from one situation to the next, how the NFL is going to suspend or not suspend. It's impossible. It's impossible to figure out what they're going to do. So I would love to sit here and look at the Tyreek Hill non-suspension and say, well, that must mean that, you know, they're going to look at Josh Gordon's situation before the season and they're going to lift that suspension because <laughs> clearly the NFL is, is done putting their foot down on suspensions, right? Like... But then you you look at the fact that Tom Brady was suspended four games for, for the air pressure on a football, which is the most ridiculous thing of all time. Because if Tyreek Hill was caught maybe trying to doctor a football or maybe Tyreek Hill on a kickoff was using a football that was like, I don't know, 11.8 PSI, you'd suspend him for four games? 
Because you thought there might have been some suspicious activity so he wouldn't fumble, he could get get a better grip on the football? Like, but he, you couldn't find enough evidence, even though you have audio of him telling his girlfriend that she should be terrified of him while they're talking about their son's injury, an injury to their son. I mean, you, you, you just can never make sense of what the NFL's decision-making process is going to be. You just can't. You can't make sense of it. I would love to sit here and go, oh, wow, that, mean, that must mean, this must mean that they're going to look at the Josh Gordon suspension and, and they're going to say, you know what? If we're not going to suspend Tyreek Hill, we cannot possibly keep a Josh Gordon suspension on, right? I would love to sit here and say that, but I, I don't think we can because we just don't know. We just don't know. It's the NFL. It's the NFL. This is a league that suspended Tom Brady four games for the air pressure in a football. The the air pressure in a fucking football. <laughs> okay? And yet, those four games was the same length of a suspension as Greg Hardy served for throwing his girlfriend on a futon full of guns. Okay. Okay. So, uh, it's the NFL. We shouldn't be, maybe we shouldn't be surprised. Speaking of Greg Hardy, speaking of Greg Hardy, another UFC fight. They just, you know, money is money, right? Money is money at the end of the day. UFC, they want more of it. They, 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 they need it. Money's money. Money's always going to be money. If Greg Hardy's going to bring that money, they're going to let Greg Hardy fight. Greg Hardy's a scumbag. For the reasons I just told you about. But he fights again in UFC, and he wins. I mean, he's an animal. He's in there, like, beating the shit out of people. He knocked the guy out in the first round. Um, but I don't even know why they letting him, why they even let him fight. Why they even let him in UFC. No idea why. I mean, no, I, you know what? I do know why. I just said it. Money's money. And it's always going to be money, and they're always going to want more of it. And as long as they get more of it, whatever's bringing in that money is money. So, uh... They keep UFC, UFC, I don't know, are they making the NFL look good? <laughs> is Dana White making Roger Goodell look good? Crazy, man. That, that That's crazy to me. It really is. It really is. That's crazy to me. But speaking of the fight game, Manny Pacquiao with a welterweight championship. I know, I'm kind of all over the place today, right? But But that's what happens when... That's what happens when you get to this time of year where you kind of, as a sports fan, you're like, you're in limbo, right? Like, you don't want to dive too much into the NFL stuff because, like I said, it's too soon. Um, it's still summertime, and you don't want to rush summer. You don't want to rush the year away because once you dive into the NFL, I got the schedule in front of me. Once we get, once we dive into this thing, this baby, next thing you know, it's Thanksgiving, right? Next thing you know... It's 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 Christmas, and you're rushing your life away, right? That's that's the way I look at it. So, as a sports fan, right now, this time of year, every year, you find yourself in limbo. You know the NBA news is slowing down. You really have no NHL news. Um, it's a little too soon to go too far into the NFL, and you know we're going to be doing that in later this week or, or next week or the week after that. Like we'll be doing that soon. So, you don't want to go too much into it right now. Baseball, you're not to the trade deadline yet, so you haven't heard all of the juicy rumors. 
Um, and so you kind of, you're in limbo. You're like, you know, what are the top stories? Is there one main story right now? Eh, not really. So you kind of have to, you know, you get the, 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 the random bag of variety sports talk right now. And, and I guess that leads us into the fight game. Manny Pacquiao over the weekend wins the welterweight championship. And I'm actually, you know, I'll watch a lot of the big fights in boxing. I will. I did not watch this one. I didn't. I didn't. It, you know what? It didn't really interest me all that much to pay for it. I, I, I'll pay for a lot of big fights. This didn't seem like a big fight. Because the Manny Pacquiao thing, to me, it just feels kind of like it's a, it's a... It's a circus. It's a circus more than a serious fight. Thurman has kind of always felt that way to me too, right? He was always on that. He, Thurman was always one of the names on the Premier Boxing Champions when Premier Boxing Championship, when it was like, when they were doing stuff on NBC and even Fox primetime. Did they still do that, the Premier Boxing Champions? It was big when it first launched because it was like primetime on NBC, boxing in primetime. He had a couple championship fights. You know, you saw like Adonis Stevenson was a big name. Um... What happened to him? What happened to him, Adonis Stevenson? Huh? But anyways, Thurman was part of that. And it just, I don't know, it, he, he didn't seem like, yeah, he's a champion, but he, it, to me, it, he never had the big fight. It, it, he doesn't feel like, um, he feels like the sideshow in the circus. And Manny Pacquiao just feels like it, it's a circus because the Manny Pacquiao, like, legend... Yeah, you, you hear whispers and people talk about PEDs. He's, what, 40 years old? Uh, the whole thing to me, I just, I wasn't that serious about this fight. It just didn't feel like a serious fight to me. Even though it was a championship fight, I didn't feel like paying for it. Pacquiao wins the welterweight title. What's he, the oldest welterweight champion? Uh, now it's like, who's he going to fight, right? Now, now what are they going to do? You know, we're going to hear Mayweather rumors on a, on a rematch there years later. I doubt it. I doubt it. But I, 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 I mean, I doubt that fight would ever happen. But maybe we hear the rumors. Maybe. But, um, I don't know. Like, Pacquiao, like, what's next for him? Is it going to be a rematch with Thurman? Are you going to be interested in that? I'm not. I'm not. So, I don't really know what's, what's next for Pacquiao. Uh, I did not watch that fight. But that's some of the news. Some of the biggest news in the fight game. And then over the weekend, of course, you got... The final major in the golf season. And you had Shane Lowry win the British Open at 15 under. And it's the first time ever, first time ever, that Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson both missed the cut in the same major. It's the first time Tiger and Phil missed the cut in the same major. That's kind of shocking to me, actually. It is kind of shocking to me because those two guys, have, they've been around forever, right? I mean, how many majors have they played in combined? So, like, it, I, I mean, for, for it not to happen once, this was the first time neither Tiger or Mickelson made the cut. They didn't make the cut. Uh, Rory McIlroy didn't make the cut. McIlroy had an awful day. I told you about that on Thursday to start the tournament. He had a quadruple bogey on the first hole on Thursday morning in the British Open. So Tiger, Rory, Mickelson, they didn't even make the cut. And when something like that happens, I think that's got to be terrible for ratings. Terrible. I did not watch a second of the British Open. I didn't. 
And on Sunday, championships, you had rain, you had nasty weather. Shane Lowry wins the British Open, but I didn't watch a second of it. The news in the golf world is that you're going to have Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy taking part in a skins game competition in Japan in October. A skins game competition in Japan in October. And... My reaction to that is, and also who's going to be involved is Hideki Matsuyama. I can't leave him out. So you're going to get three guys involved. Taiga, Rory, and Hideki Matsuyama. And it is a PGA-sanctioned event. Unlike Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson, the match last Thanksgiving. Remember that? I'm shocked. So we're hearing this news this week. But I am shocked that we're not going to see them do the match again. Strictly for gambling purposes, like I thought that was, I thought that was fantastic. If you're a live better and you have an app on your phone in which you can make live bets, and I was doing that, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods in the match last year was phenomenal. It was awesome, and I just thought that this is there's no way this is a one and done. You know, did they do it maybe once every three years? That could be something. But those guys aren't getting any younger, so maybe they shouldn't do that. I would not advise them to do that. Try to crank these things out as much as you can. Right? The, the one-on-one uh, head-to-head match. Like, let's go. For, for, if, if for nothing else, for gambling purposes. Like, people love that. People were eating that up. I know I was eating it up. And you don't need to be a golf fan to have been involved in that. And, you know, I was wrong about that because at first I wasn't really that interested in paying attention to, like, a head-to-head golf match on on pay-per-view. Like, really? Who's going to pay for this? I was wrong on that. You watch that, if you even put a dollar down on every hole, I mean, you could do so much live gambling on that. Like, first to the first to the green, you know, you know who was going to, you know, how many shots is it going to take a certain one, just one of those guys, like, to, to get it on the green in regulation, um, you know, uh, to hold, when you get on the green, to hole in two shots, like, to hole in two putts, like, there was so much stuff, it, it's either, are either of these two guys going to get it in the bunker on this hole, going to get it on the fairway on the drive, it was just such an exciting day from a gambling perspective, that I think the feedback for that had to be great. So so much so that I thought that they were going to crank out another match between Phil and Tiger this year. Now, I don't know if the PGA stepped in and said, we cannot allow you to do this. I don't know what, what type of contracts those guys are in. And and maybe somebody stepped in and was like, we can't let you do that again. Um, I don't know. But I am surprised they're not going to do it. At least, if they're not going to do it, they have not announced it yet. I believe last year they announced it already by this time, right? Thanks for Thanksgiving weekend. They would have to probably already set that up. Uh, so, I'm surprised they're not going to do that again. But, if you were looking at something similar to that, Tiger Woods is going to be taking part in a skins game competition in October in Japan against Rory McIlroy and Hideki Matsuyama. And it is going to be a PGA-sanctioned event. It's basically hole-by-hole winner. You know, it's not... It's just hole-by-hole. That's the way I I understand what skins game competition is. Um, 
Will it be as exciting as the match? Maybe. You know, what type of gambling, live gambling, do you have involved in this? I, I think the beauty, too, of the match with Tiger and Phil was that it was Thanksgiving weekend. You're with the family. Uh, you know, it was cool. It was. It was cool. I was so wrong on that. I wanted to see that. I went from not really caring about it at all and telling you that I was not even going to watch the match. I went from that to watching it to gambling on it all day. Small bets. I'm, look, I'm not I'm not trying to tell you like I was sitting there putting a hundo on Tiger Woods if he was going to hole out in, in two putts. Like, no. Right? I wasn't doing that. But... You know, a dollar here, a dollar there, two dollars here, two dollars there, a fin here, a fin there, like little little bets, small bets. But I went from telling you I wasn't even gonna watch that match between Tiger and Phil, from watching it, gambling on it, and telling you, returning from the Thanksgiving weekend, telling you that on this show, I remember telling you, I can't wait to watch that again. And I told you there's no way they they don't do it again. They, they're definitely going to do it again. It was pay-per-view. And they're not doing it again. I'm shocked by that. I am shocked by that. And the only thing I can think of as to why they're not doing it is, is because somebody stepped in from a contractual standpoint, whether it's PGA or, you know, you're seeing that the Tiger Woods is affiliated with this. What is it called? This golf station that Tiger Woods is a part of? And they have yet to do anything in the States. They do everything international. But Tiger Woods is is signed on with this is it a golf streaming service or something? Like golf TV or something? I don't I don't know the name of it. If you read the story on this whole event in Japan, Tiger Woods, it's a PGA sanctioned event, and it's with whatever golf streaming service or TV network that he has a contract with. I don't know if maybe they stepped in and said you cannot do the match again. Or the PGA stepped in and got serious about that. I don't know. I don't know. But I, whatever it is, it feels like somebody stepped in. There's no way Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson didn't get together after that again and go, let's do it again. And and said and one said, no, I don't want to. There's no way someone said, no, I don't want to. They definitely got together and said, let's do it again. But something got, someone got involved. The third party got involved and said, you can't do that again. That's my theory. I don't have any inside information on that. But I think that, I mean, if you ask me what happened, I, I'll i tell you that's what happened. I'll tell you that's what happened. But um, that's the news. That's what we got. Whatever happens between now and Thursday, I'll react to it on Thursday. I'll be watching the Raw reunion tonight as well as this Red Sox-Rays series. I wanna, Here's one thing I want to say about the Raw reunion tonight is that I want to see The Rock. I want to see The Rock. The Rock did not, he was not there last year when they did their big reunion. I have not seen an advertisement that promotes The Rock. They do all these advertisements for The Raw reunion tonight. But I have not seen one that promotes The Rock. I know he's probably somewhere filming a movie or lifting weights. One of those two th- two things. <laughs> That's all I see him do on Twitter. He's either, he's either filming a movie, promoting a movie, or lifting weights. But I'd like to see him show up. For the Raw reunion. Give somebody a rock bottom. Who else could show up? We see. Will we see Chris Jericho? Jericho was there last year. 
And he had his Alpha Club t-shirt on, which I thought was strange for them to allow that. Um, but it just goes to show you that they'll allow some things for reunion episodes like this. And in fact, the WWE has invited Jim Ross, good old JR. They've invited him. And in fact, Jim Ross, who's currently signed to AE, he's, he's signed to a contract with AEW. Jim Ross, he's the one that said no. He declined the invitation, respectfully declined it. AEW, Tony Khan, he came out and said, he heard that WWE invited Jim Ross and they told Jim Ross he can go do it. Even though he's under contract full-time with AEW. So it was Jim Ross that turned it down. And I don't I don't knock Jim Ross for turning that down. That that's that's a loyalty thing. I respect loyalty. You know, as a loyal guy myself, I will respect the loyalty there. But if he did go, I wouldn't say, wow, you know, what a dickhead. Much like if Chris Jericho shows up on Raw, I, I will not be calling him a dickhead either. Jericho is on a big contract with AEW. If AEW is saying that Jim Ross can go back for the reunion, I, I don't know. Are they telling Chris Jericho he can come back for the reunion? And if you're WWE, if you're going to invite one AEW guy, why wouldn't you invite another? Why wouldn't you invite another? And Chris Jericho. Um, Why not? I mean, I think it'd be a good look for WWE. They could say, you know what? We don't care about you, little AEW. Go ahead. You want to promote AEW on WWE? Go ahead. Go ahead. But remember, we're WWE. And this is where, you know, this is this is where it all began for a lot of guys. We are the be-all, end-all. We're the, we're the big dogs. Yeah, come on in. Are you with another company? So what? We're WWE. We don't care about your other company. I think it, I think everybody would benefit from it. So I'm I'd be interested to see if we if we see someone like Jericho at the Raw reunion. Anybody else? <laughs> I'm trying to think of Hulk Hogan will be involved. He was not involved last year because obviously he was still uh, deleted by the WWE. And he's been reinstated to the Hall of Fame since that one last year. So you know he's going to be involved. And they are actually, they are, WWE is, they're promoting Hulk Hogan to be a part of it. Stone Cold, they're promoting him. He'll be a part of it. Um... McFoley, they're promoting him. He'll be a part of it. Who else are they promoting? I forget. They say it's the biggest one yet. I assume we'll see. Yeah, I think they said Kevin Nash. You know, X Pac will probably be there. They'll have the they'll have the DX reunion. Maybe even an NWO thing. I'm, we might see Sting. I'm sure we'll see Sting involved. Ric Flair. Will we see Bret Hart? I don't know. That's an interesting one. He was just on AEW holding up their championship belt, revealing their championship belt that they're double or nothing pay-per-view. That's an interesting one. Um, Trying to think. who I just want to see The Rock. How about, you know what would be cool? If CM Punk returned. That would be cool. I mean, John Cena, will we see him? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to watch these. If, if you don't have to be a current wrestling fan to be watching and interested in Monday night raw tonight, you don't, these are always some of the more entertaining episodes, especially if you're a nostalgic wrestling fan, like I am. So if there's something crazy that happens, I'll react to it on Thursday and anything else in the world, the sports that happens, I'll react to it. 
Get the show at Podcast One, also on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are available. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. And I'll remind you, follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard, because I will be giving out a couple early copies of Madden 20. And if you follow me on Twitter, you will find out just how I will be giving you and giving away those copies. So uh, I can't wait till that game comes out. The ratings have come out for Madden. People... People get fake frustrated with their own rating or with any ratings for any guy. No, there's no way people actually get upset with the ratings in Madden, right? There's no way. Like, there's, I don't care how much you love Tom Brady. Just because Patrick Mahomes has a better rating than Tom Brady, that doesn't actually make you mad, does it? Does it? You shouldn't be mad at that. It's a video game. It's a video game rating. And, um... It's really not a big deal. But the big deal is the game comes out soon, and I will be giving away copies, and you could win a copy. So follow me on social media to find out how. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Talk to you on Thursday.